Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to marry your brother. <laughs> I hope that's a phase. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm Brillin. Did you marry your brother? Yeah, what makes us worse <laughs> is I don't even have one. I mean, I have a stepbrother, but he's like 30 and uh, married already. So, missed my shot! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, today we are talking about Our Flag Means Death, Season 1, Episode 5, The Best Revenge is Dressing Well. And sometimes it is. Yeah. I said, <laughs> wearing suckers for earrings. Alright, so Caitlin, yeah. um, this episode is, and I will spoil the remainder of the episode by Please. telling you, one of my favorites. Yeah. So in this episode, Ed is teaching Steed the ropes and maybe vice versa and they decide to raid this ship and while they're on the ship they find an invitation to this fancy soiree on another ship mm. um, and Steed is not super interested in going he's never cared for these things he's lived this life for a long time but Ed who fancies the finer things spoiler alert um, he's super interested in going so um, they end up all heading over there um, Ed, Steed, Alu and Frenchie and Will's over there uh, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again because it makes sense. A fuckery ensues. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and while all that is going on, um, Frenchie and Alu are essentially <laughs> conducting an actual pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme. which so good. arguably is the best bit ever. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And it, it ends in flames. It all goes up in flames in the end, so to speak. And so does our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> so, Caitlin, uh, no. what hooked you when it came to this episode? I think what really intrigued me about this episode was we got more Ed backstory um, with his mom and how uh, he didn't like really grow up with all of the finer things right. that he is now gets to experience uh, with Steed. So I really liked that. It was just like a one little scene, but it was like uh, just like a little insight into him and his character. And I love how... He still has this red silk that his mom gave him, and like right. just the fact that he's carried that with him this whole time, yeah, um, I think is really special, Owie. and it shows. I feel like how even though he's had this like blackbeard persona, he's had Edward like really tucked close to his heart this entire time because of uh, the red silk that he keeps hidden. Uh, I never thought I'd be so emotional about a piece of fabric in my life, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. What was your hook? <laughs> that definitely yeah. was one of the things because I was like, oh, we're going to get Blackbeard's story as much as it seems like we're getting Steed's. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating to me. Yeah. I think it shows that it looks – it's starting to look at this point for me like, okay, looks like Ed's another like person that's higher on the call sheet Yeah, in this show, which I – I, it's not that I wasn't anticipating that. I just didn't yeah. know how big of a part he would play. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, I was like, ooh, okay. Like, yeah. we care about him a lot. We're learning a little more about him. I'm interested. I'm uh, interested. <laughs> I'm interested. Another thing um, that I really liked is just seeing Izzy and Lucius's dynamic when uh, <laughs> Lucius gets uh, lowered down to clean the barnacles off the ship. Yeah. And then everything that ensues after that between them is, I think, one of my favorite dynamics in this entire season. It's hilarious it truly is <laughs> i really really appreciated their whole dynamic where they have kind of this enemies thing going on yeah i oh. think they're funny because i feel like lucius clearly or like intimidates izzy yeah i feel like because lucius will just say and do whatever he wants and izzy just doesn't know what to do with yeah that information yeah they're evenly matched which i think izzy wasn't expecting from this like little english boy so yeah. and i feel like we saw that in the previous episode because and there's a really good like 
uh, made about this on Tumblr that I'll hopefully find again and link it in our episode description mm-hmm. about how Izzy like calls the crew useless. Yeah. And yet like he and Lucius always come to the same conclusion. Like he like Lucius knows this as much as Izzy does. Right. And yet like Izzy still has this like perception of like oh they're all so stupid yeah and it was well way better said than anything i tried to say if i said anything at all just now so hopefully i'll find that uh post and like <laughs> i'll link it so you can read it for yourselves and the cool like dynamic between those two yeah characters i'm obsessed with them yeah they have kind of this good cop bad cop thing going <laughs> yeah. on like yeah. something that i enjoyed we were watching benji and rizzo uh pink podcast the other night and they were uh reacting to Wednesday yeah and it seems like the cop in Wednesday that show like it's not <laughs> yeah. really noticeable but they do kind of have this it like, was really funny oh yeah. you situation going on <laughs> yeah. and it almost seems like Izzy and Lucius had the same thing going on which yeah. I kind of love like I kind of I'm really 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 want to see more of that yeah in season two yeah um so definitely really enjoyed that mm-hmm. what was your favorite part you already know <laughs> you already know it's the you wear fine things well seen <laughs> Oh my god, changed me as a person. So yeah. when I was first watching this, I remember watching it being like, oh, this is sweet. But like, what really got me is like when they turn around and they look back at each other. Yeah, that's that was the part. like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> what's all this then? Like, yeah, what's going on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it, it's just, first of all, the moonlit background. Um, and just the touch of, um, I read somewhere where, uh, it was either David Jenkins or like one of the set designers said like how they had the image of the moon be like just really big because yeah. that's just how it looks to them in this moment. And, um, <laughs> which is just like, ah. but, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> tight snails. Ooh. Just like that backdrop already is just so romantic yeah. and beautiful in a way. And just the fact that like. Steed is taking essentially what I think represents Ed's heart Mm -hmm. and just like handling it so delicately and like putting it out in the open for everyone to see. Yeah. Um, And essentially like bringing out more of Edward Teach Mm -hmm. from Ed Mm -hmm. and letting him like be more of that personality than uh, and putting like Blackbeard in the backseat for a bit, um, which I think is really sweet. And then just the fact that he so effortlessly flirts with ed and has no idea that he's doing it like you are fine things well is a line mm-hmm. like it's a good one so and just the way that you see ed like be like i'm gonna kiss him oh nope he has no idea what's going on i'll just pat him on the shoulder there yeah that's just gonna be ed's yeah. go-to move is just like heterosexual pat in the back <laughs> yeah like, like good oh, one, hell. <laughs> oh, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm with yeah. you there. Wow. So good. And just, like, I, it like it was already such a perfect scene, but, like, just the fact that they look back at each other. Right. And not just one of them. They both look, and they're just, like, clearly longing yeah. for each other. Angsty. But, like, uh, Steed doesn't know what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. But it's just... Yeah. Wowza. <laughs> there is for Steed, at the very least, a fondness for Ed. 100%. But it's yeah. so hard, I think, from at this point to conceptualize, like, what that actually is. Yeah, because I don't think... He definitely hasn't had, like, a friend like Ed before. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably just like, this is a friend. Wow, what like. a nice friend. <laughs> I've never had a friend be so nice to me before. And it's, like, really nice. It's really cool. <laughs> so that's definitely up there on my list. Yeah. I love that scene. I think it's one of the most beautiful scenes in the entire show, um, if not ever in the entire world. Yeah. Um, 
I love that you mentioned the moon because I think it's like, first of all, I feel like any type of metaphor concerning the moon, any type of conceptualization of the moon relative to a person, two people who are in love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know more than that i i think what so when i remember from watching this the first time um is just that like when uh ed moves a little closer to steve mm-hmm. like you know kind of like are we gonna kiss right now moment <laughs> yeah. i remember i was watching with my partner and we both went <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think for for anyone at home who's still questioning at this point what might be going on between them this is like a very absolute confirmation of what is going to happen yeah I mean for some of us it's not because we're so used to things like that happening in television shows and having it be absolutely nothing for some reason right which feels gaslighty but also like okay fine maybe I just interpreted the thing wrong this is not that situation you Mm -hmm. know and I think like when you when you see that you're like oh oh (laughs) are they aware do they know yeah like whoa um so there's that, but I um I, I had actually a couple this uh, episode because it was really hard for me to choose. Yeah. Um, when they're back in the boat together at the very end, yeah. Um, and uh, Alawande and Frenchie are paddling, and they're just in the back. It reminds me so much of like when your parents drive you home from your first date in middle school. Oh yeah, like I never thought they're about just it like in that. the back, like wow, like rem- remembering what they just went through, yeah. and it's beautiful out, and it's dark out, and the moon's out, just. I love that so much because I think it's also just another scene where you see how deeply in love with Steed Ed truly is, where he's yeah. like, wow, you know, when you really uh, let go, you let go, you know? Yeah. So that I really appreciated. I, mm. yeah, I like that um, when we see them, like Ed is just staring at Steed and Steed's just like in his happy little, like, yeah, he's just like, like not yeah. even paying attention. And Ed's just like infatuating <laughs> stare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, so good. I love it when, like, one character is, like, looking at another character, mm-hmm. but the other one's not aware of it. And mm-hmm. it's just... Wow. Yeah. So that scene, and then another one that I really liked, and I don't know... Well, actually, I will say this. This is defi- definitely my favorite scene in the episode. It is when um, Izzy walks in and sees Wee John napping, and Wee John says, be a deer and make me one of those, will you? Yeah. And Izzy's holding the teacup. Yeah. And then at the same time, um, Lucius and Black Pete get up from essentially having sex on the floor. Yeah. And Good for them. I just, that scene makes me laugh so hard because <laughs> you've got Con O'Neill improvising this like, oh, oh daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, for no reason than just kind of like shrugging. Like, I don't know what that was. Yeah. And it's not even like part of his character. That's just con. That's just like, him going, I don't know. This is I don't what know I, why I did. That. I just did that. <laughs> so um, that scene, I think, if it's not my favorite in the episode, it's got to be one of my favorites in the show. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, when we talk about standout characters in a minute here, I'm going to give all my praise to Con O'Neill because I think that Izzy just kind of carries this episode. Yeah. Um, and some others. Um, and then finally, I just want to give an honorable mention to Stark Revelations um, because yeah. Kristen Schell and Nick Kroll, first of all, if either of them are involved at all in any show that I'm watching, I know it's going to be good. Yes. Secondly, um, they killed me in that scene. Mm-hmm. I think they, there's some banger lines that they have that I'm going to talk about in a second here, but mm-hmm. they really did it for me this episode. They're so – like, the second I saw them, I was like, oh, of course they're in this because they're, yeah. like – they're two actors who are kind of part of, like, that whole group that, like, Reese Darby and Taika yeah. Waititi are in, like, with, like, Jermaine Clement right. and, like – Brett McKenzie and yeah. all that stuff. Like they, they're all like in each other's shows. Yeah, and I just think it's so fun. So once they popped up, I was like, "Yeah, this makes sense. This yes. is gonna be fun. Damn. <laughs> Great. 
Yeah, yeah, they're excellent. Yeah. So, um, Caitlin, we talked a little bit about our favorite parts. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your favorite quote, 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 quotes. The the first standout was when Izzy uh, says to Lucius, "You think you're cute," and Lucius goes, "Actually, I think I'm just so so, but I carry myself like I'm cute. Like what an <laughs> icon for that." Uh, because. It's, it's such a banger line. I remember like laughing so hard. I think I replayed that line like a couple times when yeah. I first watched it because I was like, that was so funny. It's a good one. It gives Pig like, do you remember like those t-shirts you used to wear at elementary school and they'd be like, I know I'm cute or just something like that on it. <laughs> yeah. That's the vibe it gives me in the best way. He's just like, I know. Yeah. Um, And another one that I love comes from Frenchie, which is, oh, they're such dicks about spoons, yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, I love him so much. And uh, I, I can't, not mention uh nick kroll's delivery of how grubby how grubby i say that often yeah <laughs> it's it's uh just another one that just lives with me and yeah i'm free in my head how grubby yeah how grubby. that's on my list too yeah yeah, yeah. You? i also like that following up that line christian shaw goes you just inherit it like a normal person <laughs> yeah. about like money, money versus like doing it through like uh embezzlement, embezzlement yeah. so um that's another <laughs> good one another christian shaw line was because you're my brother gabriel it's disgusting yeah um when he asks about why their love should be forbidden <laughs> um those were my two favorites and then um obviously you wear fine things well um, oh takes yeah. the cake it's like one of those you know we talk a lot about um in previous episodes of our pod from last season how we love alternative ways of saying i love you and guess what? That's one. <laughs> <laughs> that is one way to say I love you. <laughs> Did you have any standout characters this episode? Oh, Frenchie. Oh, yeah. 100%. He was such a delight. What I love about Frenchie is that he can really mold himself to any situation. Yeah. Um, which I think is super interesting because, like, depending on, like, who's around, he mm-hmm. kind of, like... He, he's always himself, but he kind of, like, changes how he interacts with other people. Yeah. And you see that a lot in this episode where he's just like, I know how this lot works. I used to uh, work in the service. I know, like, how we all have to be. Yeah. I know how to get over them like, yes. and how to, like, take all their money. I'm going to invent pyramid schemes, which I think is really iconic of him. Yes. I love Frenchie because I think under his conspiratorial tendencies, there is a measurable wiseness. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows how to mold himself to every situation, yeah. but he also, like, is so good at playing people. Yeah. And I I just, I, I want Joel Fry to have his flowers yeah. um, in this episode and just so in good. general. Um, he commits to the bit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he really does. Who else? Also, Izzy, just because I thought it was really funny how stressed he was. Yeah. Uh, throughout the entire episode. <laughs> Lucius was iconic for just, you know, not taking any shit from Izzy. Yeah. And then also the whole scene where he and Fang, like, he sketches Fang. And I just think it's, like, that reveal of him, like, sketching not his entire body, but mm-hmm. just the dick. Just his penis, was yeah. so funny. So funny. <laughs> and I just love how casually Wee John's just like, wow, like, you actually captured a really good likeness there. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, they're also just, like, chill about everything about everyone. I know. Them. Yeah, I think, um, I really feel like Izzy is, is my top character this episode. Yeah. Uh, kind of Neil just carries um, when Pete and Lucia stand up from the floor and uh, they're kind of having this conversation after Izzy leaves and they're like, oh yeah, like that was really nice. Like yeah. just kind of remarking on the sex they just had. And <laughs> Izzy just goes, no! Like, it's so funny because it's just screaming. in the distance. It's so good. 
and then in relation to that when Wee John's is that angry little fecker Izzy <laughs> like yeah. that really gets me I wish I could articulate how much I love Con O'Neill in this character I think mm-hmm. like I I think when I started this show I didn't I felt like I was probably going to hate Izzy but truly he has to be one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. simply on account of the way that Khan plays him and yeah. just the fact that he's such a dick like beyond <laughs> beyond like the the realm of like needing to be um he's really special like i like there's more i want to say but i can't find the words so check out my medium essay about it (laughs) i'm never gonna write that but no he he really carried this episode for me um he's He's just fun to watch everybody yeah he's everything so caitlin yeah uh how did the end treat you I'm unwell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unwell. Like, what really also gets me with the, with, um, like, just talking about, like, the moonlight scene is just Nassian number five playing. Um, and I remember, like, acknowledging the fact that I was like, wait, they have a theme? Yeah. Like, because this is, like, the second or third time this is played. I think it played a couple times in the previous episode. But yeah. But then it plays again. And it's so deliberate in its use. Like, mm-hmm. the second that the red silk is placed um in his little pocket it starts playing and yep. it's just like oh, oh that's his heart this is yeah this is deeper than uh i thought this show was gonna be so i really like that i also like that it ended with the introduction of another badminton yeah <laughs> which is so funny to me i love the fact that this actor has played um two people mm. in this season already and uh just the fact that like we get this narrative of um, the English are haven't forgotten that they killed one of their people, so they're going to come after them. Right. Um, also, that they call them the cat bandits. Yeah. The cat <laughs> Which bandits. I think it's really funny. Oh. Right. Because uh, I remember, like, first watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is probably an issue for them. And right. so it kind of was like, okay, so there's even more going on than just, like, like you don't even think about the fact that um ed said last episode like oh yeah we'll kill him right, right. <laughs> uh it's not even acknowledged so i think it's it's good to bring in like hey you have this conflict still yeah that's happening so. yeah everything is not okay actually so for me i think that and i said this before but i find i consider the very end of this episode um not just um the introduction of the second badminton to be kind of a turning point because yeah. obviously now we see that there's kind of like more there's kind of more to Ed and C's relationship than maybe just like two guys helping each other out yeah. or like even a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also is a great opportunity for um, Reese Darby and Taika Waititi to showcase their immeasurable chemistry. Yeah. Like I just remember thinking in that moment like, are they married in real life? Like, <laughs> not really, but like I, I definitely got the sense watching that like, wow, like these two people really deeply care about each other and they've only known each other for like a couple of days and yeah not in the sense that like sometimes you read like a young adult novel or you watch a tv show where it seems like maybe that's not what's happening but somehow all of a sudden these two are together and yeah it's not really like for some for somehow i don't know it feels like they were able to capture a slow burn without over the course of two to three episodes mm-hmm. um without really doing that like right. it didn't feel like we were waiting years for them to kind of see each other that way yeah but it did in the best way. I don't think this show would have worked if anyone else played those two characters. I because agree. Because I think their chemistry as friends in real life is what helps, like, them, like, 
entire the show. Why are you laughing? It's just like Psycho and like you turn the camera and so it's like Ryan Reynolds in like a wig. <laughs> yeah. You wear, you wear fine things. You wear fine things well. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't think it would have worked if it was two people who had just met each other. Like I think yeah. sometimes it works in shows for if you're going to draw, like draw it out and like these two people just met and you see them like learning like more about each other in mm-hmm. real life and on screen but right. like i just feel like they're ed and steve have such a deep emotional connection mm-hmm. that i don't think uh we would have gotten if it was anybody other than recent taika yeah so. yeah and i, I think mean, that's cool i love that too and it's funny because whenever i think about everything that happens from the very beginning of them meeting each other from like mm-hmm. that love at first sight moment where yeah. our prayer plays um, <laughs> when I think about that, I always imagine the writers just like nodding. Yeah. Because we're all like, huh? Really? And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It's going there. Don't worry. Like, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't, don't question this. This is where it's going. Yeah. And I think it's funny because it's to the point where almost when you watch it the first time, you almost can't. It's not that you can't enjoy what's going on between them mm-hmm. because it's real and it's beautiful and it's well done. It's like you can't enjoy it because you don't expect it and because I feel like we've all been uh, led astray so many times before with so many different television shows yeah. that when you watch it again and again, you, you know, like we are now for whatever time, the 800th time, who knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can really appreciate it because now you know and it's it's like a valid thing, a really valid thing to now know that this is the direction the show is going in right. and it's not queer baiting, you know. Right. That's really comforting. So I think we've both genuinely showcased our praise for this episode but i think before we can uh sign off for the day and jump on to the next one um we need to put this episode in our tier list our tier list caitlin uh what are our tiers on our tier list our tier list levels are at the tippy top is made me eat all of my house's drywall and the accompanying nails made me mentally ill affectionate neutral like my ph levels Made me mentally ill, foreboding, and finally at the bottom, Riverdale Core. Riverdale Core. So where did you put this on your tier list? Um, this one made me mentally ill, affectionate. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Um, I would say that it made me eat all of my house's drywall and the accompanying nails. Yeah. Um, but um, there are crazier things that happen that make me do that, and I definitely want to reserve at least one episode in this season for just that tier. <laughs> um, but I will say that this episode made me, I think it's going to, I want to say it's kind of in between. Like it's, yeah. it's, it made me mentally ill, affectionate, and I kind of started nibbling on the drywall, yeah. um, but I didn't finish because uh, I wanted to make sure I saved my appetite for later episodes. Yeah, I feel the exact same way because at first I was like, oh, I'm eating the drywall. But, but it's yeah. mainly just because of obviously the you wear fine things well scene that's all um that like maybe go like this looks tasty yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like maybe i'll have some of this uh and but i completely agree with you that like there are other things that happen later on mm. that um just have me chomping at it yeah so uh i think i'm mentally ill uh, nibbling on the drywall, <laughs> affectionately. <laughs> a, a little. We're in, we're kind of in the in between. We're secretly in between those yeah, two tiers. That's yeah. so valid. Um. All right. So, thank you for listening to or watching Lit by Moonlight. Yay! Tune in next week when we review season one, episode six, The Art of Fuckery. The Art of Fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>